your followers on social media are not leads. They are just viewers in your world. Welcome to the No BS Business School Podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Hey, you, and welcome to another episode of No BS Business School. If you're a returning listener, thank you for always being here. And if you're new to the show, this is the podcast that helps real-world subject matter experts master the online side of your business in short, actionable, fluff-free episodes. Today, we're going to talk about the one thing that I know you're ignoring in your business, and that's growing your email list. And while it sounds like this is a really simple topic and you're like, Jan, everybody talks about this. I want to really approach this in a bit of a different way. So we're going to make this a three-parter. And each episode has a PDF guide to help you implement what you're learning so that you can get moving on growing that list. Episode 214, which is today, we're going to talk about lead magnets. Episode 215, we're going to be talking about lead generation funnels and how to set one up for yourself so it works. And then episode 216, we're going to get into email marketing. As in, what do you do with the people now that you have them on the list? If you head over to janditchfield.co forward slash 214, you can get your checklist for this episode there. And it is filled with things that are going to help make this process a little bit easier for you. So let's dive into the question that everybody always asks. Why do you need an email list? And if you've been in the online space for more than five minutes, you will have heard somebody tell you at some point that you need to be growing a list. But the why behind it is not often explained. And the why you need to have an email list is because these are your leads for your business. Back in the good old days of Rolodexes, we used to keep our leads organized there. And then it moved on to business cards where we would always put a business card into a folder and walk around with those at any point. Then we got a little more evolved and it became what was in our phones. Essentially, your email list is your database. These are the names and the contact information of the people who have said to you that they're interested in you and what you're doing and what you're talking about in a deep enough way that they're willing to give you contact information so you can talk to them on a regular basis. In the business world, this is like handing someone a phone number on a napkin. We want to follow up with these people. And the other thing you've most likely heard a lot in the online space is that you own your list, but you don't own your social media following. And while that's true, there's a little bit more to it than the fact that your social media following is owned by Zuckerberg or whoever is going to currently own it this month. And the big piece that's missing in the social media conversation is that your followers on social media are not leads. They are just viewers in your world. And I've explained it before on the podcast. I think it was on the show I was talking about it, where if you think about it as a restaurant, The people who are standing looking through the restaurant window, trying to decide if they actually want to go in or not and sit down at a table, they're not leads, they're viewers. Your leads are the ones who are at your table inside the restaurant with a menu in their hand. 
And so when we put a lot of our effort and energy into growing our social media following, but not converting those followers into leads, we're missing out on money. And in the episode number 215, I'm going to dive deep into the intellectual funnel so you really understand it in depth. But the thing I want you to take away right now is that in order for them to become a lead, they need to give you their contact information so you can add it to a database. That is the only way you can consider someone to be a lead in your business. You have a way to contact them. And that only happens with one thing. And that is a lead magnet or a lead generator. And yes, I'm going to talk about the thing that we all love to hate, lead magnets. A lead magnet is a value-driven resource which is given for free to a potential customer. And the purpose of the lead magnet is to attract your ideal customer and entice them to opt into your email list so you can nurture that relationship and then eventually sell to them. And regardless of the type of business you have, it truly doesn't matter. You need to have a lead magnet within it. And if you're saying to me, okay, Jan, well, I have a lead magnet. The next thing I'm going to say to you, you might not like, which is you probably don't have enough. Because statistically, if you truly want to grow your list rapidly and you really want to start making significant money, you need to have 10 to 15 lead magnets in your business every year. And now before you pop stop this episode and you're like, I'm never listening to Jan again. I want to say that they don't need to be running at all times. And if you go to janditchell.co forward slash 214 and grab, grab that download, I've put together a list of 15 ideas that you can be using in your business every single year. So I've done some of the legwork for you. You just need to figure out how to be able to make it work within your own business structure. One of the reasons why you need so many lead magnets running in your business is because our customers are all at different stages in their own journey. And we need to meet them where they're at. So if we're only creating lead magnets that speak to a specific pain point, we're missing out on the opportunities to serve our people in a much deeper way throughout their complete journey with the problem that they have, trying to get that to that transformation that they so desperately want. And I run 10 to 15 lead magnets in my business every single year, but a lot of the times I'm just repeating ideas. So I may have one that I'm running but I'm running it at different times of the year. And those all count toward that 10 to 15 goal. So you don't need to create 10 to 15 from scratch. You just need to make sure that you are consistently putting things out that are attracting people at different stages of their journey. When you think about your year and mapping it out, I want you to think about all of the things in your business that are happening and the flow that's dialed in on lead generation. Because I know you're not doing enough of it. None of us do enough lead generation. And how we should be mapping out everything in our sales cycles should be lead generation to selling, to lead generation to selling, to lead generation to selling, and so on. Lead generation and retention are the keys to a successful business, a financially successful business. So let's get into the nitty gritty of creating lead magnets that don't suck. First things first, where do you start with knowing what the right lead magnet is for your business? And the answer for that is always going to come back to, you need to know your ideal customer inside and out, which includes understanding their customer journey and the different pain points they have at the different stages within that journey. All successful lead generators have a very basic framework. 
The first, they solve the biggest problem for your ideal customer. We want to meet people where they're at right now. And when we address that biggest problem that someone's facing and help them to solve that for free, it creates immediate trust and it's going to help to leverage you in their mind as being the go-to authority and the person again to trust. Plus, it's going to provide them with immediate feeling of accomplishment, which is a really important ingredient in creating a lead generator. We want to give our customers, our potential customers, the quick win to pique their interest, to give them a sense of, oh, okay, I can do this. Somebody does understand me, they understand my problem, and there is a solution out there for me. You also want to make sure that your lead generator is filled with free value. There are a lot of people who say, hold your best stuff back, and I'm not one of them. I truly think that over-service is the minimum for customer standards these days. And if you're not showing up, giving the best you can, then you're going to get passed over for somebody else who will. We don't want to be putting things out into the market space that aren't actually helping to move our business forward. And fluffy bleed magnets, and you know what I mean, because we've all downloaded them and then question, why did we bother ever doing that? Because there was no substance here whatsoever. And it causes distrust and you're absolutely never going to be thinking, well, I want to work with this person now because if they gave me this for free and it's just fluff, I'm definitely not going to pay them because I'm going to assume it's the same behind the paywall. So make it valuable right from the start. And the last thing you want to make sure with your lead magnet is that it moves people into the next phase of your sales funnel. Now, in the next episode, 215, I'm going to get into this in more detail. So I'm just going to touch on this really lightly here because I have a whole episode dedicated to what your lead generation funnel should look like. But the two ways I find that people forget to make sure you're moving your leads through your sales funnel is not actually having a call to action at the end of the lead magnet for what's next or never nurturing that relationship that's on your list before you start to sell to it. So we're going to solve both of those problems in the next episode. But for now, just make sure you're starting to think about where do you want to put them beyond the download. There are a million different types of lead magnets that you can put out in the world. And some of the best performing ones sit under kind of some basic things. A checklist, free trainings, quizzes, We're all a sucker for a good quiz. I love quizzes. Swipe files where you're getting something for free that you can implement in your business right away. And challenges, boot camps, and summits. Now, in order to build out an effective lead magnet, I want you to ask yourself five questions. The first question is, who is my target audience? If you want your lead magnet to be really helpful to your audience, but also helpful for your business as far as bringing the right leads in, qualified leads... You need to understand the specific demographics and interests of the audience that you want to attract. What is their pain point? How aware are they of their pain point? What is that outcome, that transformation that they're seeking? And what are some of the roadblocks that are holding them back from getting there? Next, the question you want to ask is, what problem does my lead magnet solve? So look at your ideal person and then identify a pain point or a challenge that they face clear example is this podcast episode. I know that list building is a real challenge for my audience. None of us like to do it. A lot of us ignore it or avoid it. And we're just looking for ways to make this a little simpler 
And not like we're just wasting hours in Canva creating PDFs that nobody does anything with. So by putting together these episodes and then having these little cheat sheets that go along with each one of them, I'm helping to fix that for you. So identify a pain point, list building. Ensure that the lead magnet addresses it. Let's fix your lead magnet, your funnel, and your email marketing plan. Check, check, check. Look at your own audience and see how you can identify the same ideas that your people are facing and how you can solve that problem for them. Your third question should be, what format should my lead magnet take? I'm going to give you some examples in a minute about some non-typical lead magnet ideas that I think are work really well. But as I said before, there's some common ones. You could create an ebook, video, checklist, a template. You could do a webinar, although we all know my feelings on webinars. Or is there a different format that would better suit your audience and your topic? The most important thing is that you want to make sure that whatever you're presenting to your audience is how they consume the information. Because if your audience are not webinar people and you make a webinar, you will not be bringing qualified leads into your business. So don't feel you just need to do what everyone else is doing when it comes to creating a lead magnet, because often the things that are very different than what everybody's doing work better. And your fourth question is, how will my lead magnet be unique and valuable? And again, this goes into leaning into why you are so different than everybody else and why your knowledge is unique and can be delivered in a unique way. And the only way you're going to get there is by determining what sets you apart from everybody else and why your audience should be opting into what it is that you're giving them. And the fifth question I want you to ask yourself is, where in the customer journey will this lead magnet be most effective? So are you creating this for cold leads, warm leads, or for customers in different stages of your funnel? Because what we put out to attract people into our world who don't know us is radically different than what we put out for people who are kind of hanging around already and we want them to go deeper. And again, if you go over to janditchell.co forward slash 214, I've put together 15 different lead magnet ideas for you. But right now I want to focus on five that are a little bit different than what you typically see being used online. And the first one is online summits. I grew my business using online summits. I still run one every single year. I will always run one. And I think they're so incredibly effective for not only building your list really quickly, but also your authority. And this is where you host a free event over one day, two days, three days, four days, five days. It can be as long as you want it to be, where you bring in other speakers and you essentially are hosting an online conference. The key to this is centralizing the entire event around one specific message. For me, I do mine at the end of the year now, and my message is always getting ready for your next business year. So how to set yourself up for your best year yet in business. And I invite experts to come in and we all present on different topics. They promote it to their audience. I promote it to mine. And it's a great list builder, as well as a really excellent way to be able to show up in front of new people and borrow other people's audiences. The next idea you can do is with a limited series podcast. I've talked a little bit about this before on the show as well. And if you know, I have one of my own shows that is a separate podcast called How to Start a Business. And it sits specifically as a lead generator. It's there to bring new people into my world. There's an opt-in that comes off the podcast to get a workbook. The SEO is dialed in on it. So it just is like evergreen. It acts essentially as a webinar, an evergreen webinar and moves people into my world 
onto my list where I can nurture them and then eventually move them into a sales funnel. Setting up a limited series podcast is such an incredibly excellent way to grow your business, whether you're doing it for lead gen or you're doing it for sales. And it's a really good way to tip your toe into the water of podcasting without having to have the commitment of doing a show once a week or more. My third idea for you is creating a resource library. And this is where you would house all of your best resources that you've put out, every lead magnet you've ever had, every free training you've ever had is like the ultimate library. And people can just opt in and get access to your best free stuff all under one spot. This is more about putting something together than it is creating something, which is why I love the idea because it's not as intensive as having to start creating a lead magnet from scratch. My fourth idea for you is using an ask me anything form. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I really love this idea of having something on your website where people can just opt in, send a question into you, and then you can then answer that question, turn it into content for your blog, your YouTube channel, your podcast, your social media, answering the questions that have been submitted in from the general public. The idea that someone's going to get their question personally answered is really tempting. Like that's a big draw. And it's very different than what other people do as lead magnets. So if you're looking for a unique way to be able to bond with your audience, grow your list and create content and crowdsource at the same time, this is a killer idea. Ask me anything forms. And my last idea for you is to set up an industry partner email list building collaboration. This is when you would partner with other people who share space with you but aren't directly competitive. And when someone signs up to your email list and you suggest, if you like my content, then why don't you opt into these lists as well? Because I know you'll also love this content. And then you have a pop-up that has the names of the people that they can opt into, a little bit of information about what they talk about on their list, and a simple button just to go check, 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 opt in. And those people would have the same thing on their site, helping to build your list off of the traffic that's driven from their business. I rarely see this being used online, but when I do, I always do a little golf clap. I'm like, well done. That is brilliant. And if you want more information about this idea, send me a DM because I'm happy to do a full podcast episode on this because I think it's such a great strategy and so effective Again, using other people's audiences to build your own without having to do more work on your end. Industry partner email list building collaborations. No Canva involved. This is the future of list building, in my opinion. And the less friction there is building our list, the more we will do it. And the more we build our list and spend time dedicated to lead generation, the more money you will make in your business. Learn to love your list. So that's it for this episode. Part two is coming on episode 215, and we're going to be diving into setting up your lead generation funnel so you can capture the right people and move them effectively through your sales process. I'm going to make funnels easy on that episode. And again, I'll have another little cheat sheet for that one, but make sure you don't forget to grab this one for this episode 214 at janditchfield.co forward slash 214. Thank you so much as always for spending time with me. I truly appreciate that you make me part of your day. And I hope by the end of this little three-parter, you'll feel inspired to get out there and start growing your list and nurturing those leads into long-term customers. I promise to do my best to make it as exciting as possible and not as painful as it sounds. So thanks so much for spending time with me again. And until next time, stay resilient 
and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.